Today's episode is brought to you by my new book, Fuck Whales, Petty Essays from a Brilliant Mind. Pre-order at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere books are sold. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe, every debate in the universe from Big Macs to heart attacks. With over 2.5 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the Sergeant of Swag, Mikey Bolts. Hey, hey, Maddox. Audio engineer, welcome back. And unfortunately, my top unit, Key Grip, Deputy Cadet Moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali, isn't here today. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Guys, unfortunately, Rucka's out. He's shooting a video, but he did call in to leave us a voicemail, which I'll play during the voicemail section of the show. Today, we've got a big show. We're going to be debating which is a better city, L.A. or New York. This is a big debate. I've been waiting to have the right guest on to have this show. And we have none other than repeating guest, best-selling author, Michael Malice. Michael, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Michael, so since you've been on last, some exciting stuff has happened. You've started your own show. Yeah. Right? Let's talk a little bit about that. It's on CompoundMedia.com, Anthony Cumia's network. And so you've done, what, you're on your 10th or 15th show now? Uh, it's going to be f- uh, 14th. 14th show. I mean, and how has the experience been for you? It's been great. I can't believe they gave someone as obnoxious as me my own mic. I'll agree with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've had some great guests on so far. Do you have any uh, fan favorites, any feedback you've gotten? I have. I'm surprised because I am not a likable person. And all the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. Oh, so great. It was, it's shocking to me, to be honest. Yeah. And, and people like it's shocking that people like you. Yes, that's what I'm saying, because that's not my day-to-day experience dealing with the Morlocks. Yeah, that's true. So this is the first time you've done a show. You've hosted a show yourself, right? This is the first time. No, no. When I was in college, I had my own radio show for four years. Hey, me too. I was a DJ. Are we talking about you now? Yeah, we're talking about me now. (laughs) So tell us, what what did you play? Were you a DJ? What did you do in college? Uh, We had, I play music, but in between we had just a kind of talk show and, and it went over everyone's head because I went to Bucknell University, which is like the worst place ever. Um, but Why? It was, what was so bad about Bucknell? It, I, I, coming from New York, coming from Brooklyn, I'd never been around wasps before. So they were all very socially conservative, something I'd never seen, and, and very kind w- of... Wasp being white, Anglo-Saxon... But that what? kind of like L.L. Bean, right now they're all into Vineyard Vines, apparently, um, culture. Anything that's weird to them is bad, and anything like a, even a little bit edgy, they can't wrap their heads around. And just, there's, there's all this snarling and like whatever, and it's just like, what is wrong with you people? Like, these are the kind of people who watch Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Mikey, with Rucka out this week, I think you may have to do some of the heavy lifting for moderation. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got Rucka here in spirit. Um, so, no, Rucka Rucka's actually shooting a music video with Onision. Oh, uh, big YouTuber and uh, Robbie Epic Sauce and a bunch of bunch of people. Ruck is very connected in that world. Just, I'm more of a world star kind of guy. You're a world star hip hop guy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say about you. Yeah, I like like watching the fights. Yeah. So, Michael, uh, you wrote this amazing book that's getting a lot more traction now than when it first came out. I think, right? Oh, absolutely. We I had my biggest month ever was last month. 
Yeah, and it was in one day I was on both Glenn Beck and Alex Jones, and Joe Rogan was talking about it. It was a good trifecta to have. Holy shit! And it's called Dear Reader. Dear, yes. The unauthorized autobiography of, of Kim, Kim Jong Il. Yeah, correct. And you're thanked in the acknowledgments. You did my Kickstarter video. That's right. I did Michael Malice's Kickstarter it, video. It's, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's an awesome video, and uh, very. It was a successfully funded Kickstarter, yes, and, sir. and it's getting a ton of traction now, especially because North Korea is in the news. Every other week, they're threatening to blow us up. What I'm more proud of rather than book sales is the fact that the conversation has moved in small part thanks to me from these people are are crazy to these people are very sane and very evil we should have sympathy for the north korean people who are slaves and who have guns to their heads at all times right because at the end of the day those are the true victims in all of this is that they have no power no right no say People think, you know, you look back at the uprisings that people had, the populace had against their their cruel and tyrannical government. Right. And you think, well, they could do that again today. Well, in a very real sense, they can't in, in countries like North, like North Korea. It's not possible, correct. Right. And people think, why don't they just put a bullet in him? It's like, well, you think it'd be easy to put a bullet in our president or, or our senator? It's not. I mean, over there, everyone's watching each other all the time. So people have the, especially people, what bothers me and why I wrote the book is people in the press who run their mouths, who have no idea what they're talking about. And it's like, there's lots of issues. I don't know what I'm talking about. And I go home and I sit down and shut up instead yeah. of going on TV to get my, you know, just spread misinformation. Everyone knows it's a complex issue. If it's complex, don't talk about it. Just like I'm, you and I aren't going to be talking about physics on TV. I mean, speak for yourself. I'm very well versed in physics. Yeah, but you're not going to be talking about it on TV. Ooh. You're more of a radio face. Okay. <laughs> so I should I should say, laugh like, it up. I should say that we should be we should temper our language around Donald Trump. He is in the room with us. He's always sitting in the corner eating his skittles on a stool. If he hey, wants- why is he getting all giggly over there? What's going on? Is that energy drink kicking in a little early? Yeah, it is kicking in a little early, Donald. I don't Sick. know what Michael Mal's sitting here chugging his monster. Okay, so we have a little bit of a problem, and I'm not even kidding. So when I was on Red Eye, which is was Fox's 3 a.m. belated show, there's a guy there who does a Trump impersonation. He'd come on every so often, and it was so funny and so unnerving i couldn't handle it so i'm gonna try to make a good debate but like you have my kryptonite right there because I, I that it's not only is it super funny it's also super unnerving okay great you know what then before we even get to the debate i just want just want a little preview president trump yes do you do you have a preference between la and new york i'm just curious i, I love it. all of them maddox all the states even the Big ones outside of our states. Any, even the water, all land on earth. I love everybody. Okay, thank you. So, are you, believe wait, me. Hold on, hold on. Does that mean you're gonna? We're not gonna put up the wall anymore? Is that no more? We're gonna, we're gonna put up walls everywhere. <laughs> How does that make sense, Donald? If you lo- walls in all of the lands. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Let me see if I get if I understand you correctly. You love America. You love land. So you're going to make more of it vertically. Yes. Like, okay. We are building up and going up, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, President Trump. I, yes. I can't do it. I, yeah. can't, I can't handle this. <laughs> I don't know what this is. This is this is giving me a stroke. I'm so I'm so happy to see this. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten this unnerved on anything than this. Even, I don't know why. Even it's with so, Alex Jones yelling at you? Oh, he doesn't yell at me. He knows. How, how was that experience with Alex Jones? It's great. I mean, I remember the first time I was on, right before he was talking about. Um, 
lizard penis. And the first thing I said, I go, Alex, this is a subject I know nothing about. He goes, oh, that's all right. We'll talk about North Korea. And then, <laughs> then the other time I was on, he was talking about some boner pills. And I go, Alex, I don't need help with that, but I need to know how to get my voice like yours. He goes, oh, you don't want this. It's all shot. So he has a very good self sense of humor about himself. Uh, that's interesting. A long time ago, a bunch of my fans around 9-11, when, I, when uh, the 9-11 truther conspiracy started to first come out i made a bunch of i made a video kind of uh, goofing on loose change the big 9-11 yeah. uh conspiracy documentary Zeitgeist, yeah made by dylan avery who's a friend of mine and he's been on the show wow yeah dylan avery's a really solid guy really smart dude uh really really interesting well-spoken uh, we totally disagree on all of the 9-11 conspiracy stuff so you so you so he's saying it was the government you're saying it was israel <laughs> uh more or less yeah <laughs> ass so around that time a bunch of my fans were like hey maddox you think you're so smart with this 9-11 shit why don't you go on and debate alex jones you're almost as good an impressionist as him <laughs> <laughs> oh I, it's the only impression i can do is my fans my dipshit fans my mother was pregnant with it was drinking when she was pregnant yeah oh that's those are my fans to a t <laughs> fetal alcohol syndrome that's <laughs> I, my favorite it. moment i was on red eye and the, there's a co-host who critiques the panel yeah and i'm looking at the camera and he goes what is wrong with your brain and immediately i said i have fetal alcohol syndrome and i don't know where it came from but it was amazing so so that's one you have to be careful because like some sometimes people might be telling the truth well i i, I just told you i have fetal alcohol syndrome okay. is there a way to test for that do they like big bang theory that's the first that's i the think first they just cue. measure the distance between your eyes <laughs> Yeah. Got it. If, are you peeing vodka? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, we should talk about the debate from last week. So last week, Michael, I got roped into defending McDonald's. I came in prepared to shit all over it, as I usually do. I've been doing it for like 20 years. Literally. I was pimped into debating McDonald's, and people expected me to falter because it's something I hate so much, and they didn't think I would do a good job. Wait, do you hate it especially compared to other fast food places, or just fast food in general? Both, but especially in comparison to Interesting, fast food okay. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely garbage. So I asked my audience, did Maddox do a good job of defending McDonald's? And with 74% of the vote, yes! Ah, <laughs> that's right! I kick ass at debating. I'm the best. Guys, I fulfilled the promise of the show. I can debate both sides of an argument. I can, oh! I can, how dare you? How dare you? You take that back. How do I take it back? Is there an undo button? do a ding. You hit the ding oh. button. There you go. Thank you. There, you took it back. So Mikey's a fan of McDonald's. What do you like about McDonald's? Everything and McNuggets, but mostly just the sauce that comes with the McNuggets. Do you like the low wages they pay their employees? I oh, love yeah, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I <laughs> fucking get off to that. Oh, shit. 5 for 15 is, is something I'm very in favor of because it's going to make sure you never have to talk to these people ever again. Okay, let's talk. I'm not Mi kidding. This is I'm something not... Michael and I vehemently oppose. Or, vehemently? Or yes, we disagree completely about... 5 for 15. I for 15? Fight. fight. Is it my 15. thick Russian accent? No, What? so what is that? What is 5, five for 15? 15 is the movement among fast food workers and others to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Which would be great because you get them replaced by touchscreens. So you want that to pass as a catalyst for people to replace fast food workers. And it's already started happening. McDonald's, McDonald's has now started rolling out their touchscreens. So it's like heaven is a place on earth. Belinda was right. Why do you think 
that replacing human employees with touchscreens is going to be better for it anyway. because when you we both played telephone when we were kids right yeah, i whisper yeah. something in your ear you whisper it in mikey's ear mikey whispers in rucka's ear by the right. time it gets back to me it's it's garbled right when you're dealing with a cashier their only job is to introduce mistakes into the process they're just standing there between you and the screen and they're just there to convey information they can improve on what i'm telling them but they can make it worse so there's no upside okay so here's here's the problem with that okay first of all tell the analogy is bad because with telephone you're intentionally trying to fuck with your friends no you're not you're People are always trying to fuck with their friends no you're you're supposed to get it exactly right and you know unless unless you're a fucking con artist it, most people well like you say no matter what you whisper into my ear i'm gonna whisper butthole to the next person that's not how you play it you have no I honor know, but it's hilarious you think if you think whispering butthole in someone's ears is hilarious, you're a sexual predator. Nothing is <laughs> nothing is fun about repeating the same fucking statement that that your friend just told you. Hey guys, let's see if we can all follow instructions. Let's be good boys and girls. So you when nerd. you play Monopoly, do you steal money from the bank? <laughs> I mean, if I'm sitting next to the bank, yeah, that's why my friends don't let me. My friends know this about me. When I play games, board games, anything. Uh, card games, even Cards Against Humanity. I found a way to cheat at Cards Against Humanity. End of the game, every time I have twenty cards in my in my hand. That's terrible. Well, my friends know I'm doing it. That does something like terrible. It's like my friends know I'm a date rapist. It's literally the same. <laughs> literally, no, literally, literally the same. <laughs> anyway, nerd, I understand how you your concept of playing telephone. And say, let's get back to the touchscreen thing. Wait, I, you're first. using nerd as a pejorative, and you go on stage in tournament of nerds. Yeah. So I, not only are you a cheater, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> Hypocrisy is not a valid argument. Just because I'm a hypocrite doesn't mean what I'm saying is wrong. Correct. So, so there you go. You're, Fuck you. You're speaking the truth, and you are a hypocrite. That's fine. Sometimes I am. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Always with with the with the touch screen argument. Okay, you are replacing a human being. Which, by the way, they don't Air introduce quotes, human you, being. You don't introduce that much error into taking an order it's Bullshit. one step they, they literally just hear it and press the button you're for a liar you. they can only hold one datum of information at a time so you have to repeat your order repeatedly because they can only handle it in certain specific oh order gosh. who makes those machines by the way malice those touch screens that you love so much who Smar- makes them? people smarter than cashiers really because i was a programmer and i've worked with lots of programmers and let me tell you buddy there a lot of them are just as dumb as the regular people they introduce just as many errors in fact unless they're extremely competent which very few programmers are Correct. they're more likely to introduce errors into that touch screen than any other employee so it is your any- opinion yes. that if you got 100 cashiers and 100 programmers right. and you ordered from each of them there would be equal number of errors into the input process from both I think it would favor in for the programmers. The programmers would probably be a little bit better because they're generally probably more educated. Probably a little bit. Yeah, okay. probably a little okay. bit. Yeah. Aren't you are a programmer, right? I, oh, I forgot. Be, yeah. You're a college dropout. Yeah. So for those of us who are actually educated, we understand how the system works. Okay. Well, uh, you know what? You 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 go order your shitty food. I don't from eat a McDonald's. I'm not a low life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like this go. one. Irrelevant. <laughs> then last week we had the other debate. So Mikey came back from. SFO, the San Francisco airport, mm-hmm. and he was stuck there. He had a long layover, what, four hours, right? No, like eight or oh. nine. That's we, well, the, It was supposed to be an hour, but the flight was delayed four times until it was finally canceled, and then we had to fly into LAX, which was the, the point of flying out of Burbank, was so we wouldn't have to fly out right. of LAX. Right. I got to ask, do you ever use your powers for evil instead of good? Always. Okay, so like, do you go up to like kids as Stewie in their Stewie voice and tell them you're adopted. <laughs> I haven't done that. Okay, <laughs> free, free of charge. Very dark. So, <laughs> so Mikey was stuck in SFO for nine hours and yeah. had two bread bowls. Yep. Clam chowder with bread bowls. Yep. Delightful. Okay. What do you think of bread bowl clam chowder? I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. 
Cool. Absolutely. And Rucka thinks it's a scam. How is it a scam? Yeah, he thinks that Does they're he know just what that word means? selling you the bread bowl so they can mark it up 800%. You can mark it up as much as the market will bear. Yeah. Let him pay what if he's paying it for the price and they're saying no. This is this is price theory. Well, I asked my audience, are bread bowls superior to regular bowls? And with 67% of the vote, yes. Of course they're better. Of course they're better. It's also more fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what, exactly what I said. And then I looked it up. I looked up the price of regular clam chowder bowls versus bread bowl clam chowder bowls and guess what the price difference is three dollars you're, you're paying six dollars for a regular one or nine dollars for a bread bowl and there's less waste yeah and it gets to be a little bit of a game as you have to uh-huh. figure out how to eat strategically without getting it to spill through right no clanking plus it's a little bit of a time limit too and actually they, and they don't have to waste yeah. washing the dishes which are never going to get fully clean anyway right. right and guess what you don't eat side bread because you got center bread Mm-hmm. <laughs> soaked in. Yeah, it's soaked in. It's delicious. But that's fun. Bread soaked in the soup that you like is like dipping bread in soup is fun. Yes. And now you get to do that as part of the meal. Absolutely. And by the How, way, wait, Rucka doesn't like bread bowls. Rucka doesn't like bread bowls. Can you believe that shit? I literally can't. Yeah. And then if you have I've to never go, heard of such a thing. It's the perfect thing for airports because yes. if you if you're in a hurry when they ask you to board your flight, then you just pick up the bowl. You don't have to ask for it to go anything. Right. You just take it with you. And you eat the entire bowl on the flight. Bread bowls are an awesome invention. When I was in college, we they had bread bowls at Perkins, and I loved every minute of it. They're fantastic. They'll impress the stewardess. Mm-hmm. You know, Mile High Club. Uh, speaking of clubs, I got some voicemail. I got a lot of voicemail this week. But first of all, our own Rucka called in. Oh, Listen huh? to this from, yeah, from the set. He's shooting today. He's recording today. Listen to this. Hey yo, hey yo, Maddox, it's Rucka, man. I uh, can't make it to the show today. I'm I'm on the beach uh, with Onision. I'm hey, what's up? Uh, can't, I'll explain later. Yeah, so he handed the phone to Onision. He made that noise and then handed the phone back. There huh. we go. That's the first time Onision's been on the show. There you go. Sounds Ugh. like someone who doesn't like bread bowls. Onision? Yeah. He doesn't look like he eats a lot of bread bowls. Is he all thin? He's a real skinny dude. Okay. Yeah. Right. You need the, you need the carbs skinny. for bulking. Yeah, you need the carbs. You need the carbs. Gotta Everyone's fit. cutting carbs. Gotta match your macros. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Here's the guy calling me out for... Uh, I, I said, okay, while I was defending McDonald's, which, by the way, dipshits, I'm not really defending McDonald's, all right? I said a lot of shitty things about McDonald's 10 years ago, and I suggested that over the course of time, over the course of a decade or so, people's opinions change. I suggested that, but I didn't say that my opinion had changed, did I, dipshits? But I defended McDonald's French fries, which are probably still the best thing on the They menu. are excellent. All right, here's this guy calling me out. Maddox, you asshole. Oh. Fucking McDonald's fries are shit. Best are fries nuts. in the world. Fucking either Chick-fil-A or Five Guys. Fucking Five greatest guys fries French are fries in the goddamn world. Chick-fil-A is good because it comes in fun little shapes like waffles. Fucking Five Guys is the best because it's the most fresh and you get a big-ass potato for a fry. Go fuck yourself. McDonald's fries... They're like abortions. They bastardize the fucking fanfare of having French fries, you cunt. You got a fucking life, you asshole. You don't know shit. You're the worst food critic of all time. <laughs> Fuck. So I'm the worst food critic of all time because I dared suggest that McDonald's has okay fries and that's it? The worst food critic of all time is Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> well, was he a critic, though? <laughs> yeah. He was a real hunter, that guy. <laughs> No catch and release in his household. Oh, no, there was some catch and release and then catch again. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, I got some criticism 
from a caller who said, I play too many voicemails from weird Matthew McConaughey. He's like, you should play some other fans of yours. So here's a guy. He called in multiple times and kept fucking it up. I'm going to play all of them. Here's uh, here's the first one. Listen to this. Hey, this is a caller call out from Maddox. Maybe if you stop sucking weird Matthew McConaughey's dick, you might be able to play some, uh, I don't know, maybe one of your other fans' voicemails. I'm sure we would appreciate it. Yeah, you got it, dipshit. And here's here's the other one. It took him three tries to just say that one sentence. Here's another one. Fuck! I meant stop sucking fucking... Jesus. God damn it, Maddox. Fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah, and here's here's another one. I'm uh, calling with a caller call out. This is Gage from Boise, Idaho. Maddox, stop sucking weird Matthew McConaughey's dick and give some fucking god damn it. <laughs> There you go, dipshit. Is that what you wanted? I played all your voicemails. You guys think it's easy to do this. I get so many callers calling in, fucking up, even trying to say a sentence or two. We do this shit for hours. Yeah. And don't fuck up. I got to do it live on national TV. Yeah. Where there's no time for editing. There's no time for editing, yeah. No nothing. Anyway. Douchebag of the week. It's douchebag of the week. Here's another caller. Okay. So last week, I brought in a story about some nurses who got... Who got suspended because they looked at a cadaver's dong? Uh, this guy was very well endowed, so they called all their <laughs> coworkers in to take a look at this guy's penis. He was dead. Who okay, cares, right? Just checking out this guy's dong, and I said something like the 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 penis jokes were flying. Um, what? How would you how would you finish that sentence? They were flying what blank? Uh, f- the penis jokes were flying heavily. Oh my gosh! No, thick in the air. No. Hanging low? No. What? These are all terrible. I I don't I, do dick jokes. I'm more highbrow. Yeah. I do 9-11 jokes. Hard and, hard and fast. Hard and fast is how. And so this guy called in to call me out on Right? He's hard not, and fast, Mikey. Mike, he's on. not having it. I know. He just went into like a Tereshivo semicoma state. Yeah. Well, here's, uh, here's this caller calling me out. Maddox, you fucking idiot. For such a well-debated topic, you sure know how to bungle a good old-fashioned dong joke. You said they fly a mile a minute on this episode when you miss the obvious dong joke of they come pretty quick. Wake the fuck up. Rucka, keep up the good work. Oh. Punch a Nazi. Yeah, come quick. You guys debated punching Nazis? Yeah. Whether or not I wrote an article about that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. I, I think I read it. Yeah. Uh, Mike D. That was Mike D. on the show. Episode number 34. It's one of our most listened to episodes. I brought it in originally just as kind of a jokey topic so we could talk about the different things you would like to do to Nazis, the different ways you would punish them, et cetera, et cetera. Then it ended up being a very poignant debate about free speech and what it means to assault people you disagree with. But you, who was in favor of punching Nazis? I think most. Uh, I don't know. I, what? It was about half. After no, but I, I mean you. Were you in favor? I argued for, that you should punch Nazis, yeah. I, I think it's very, very dangerous to get on a microphone and start advocating violence. Yeah, well, I agree. But then the, the argument became... And I can, the argument makes more sense to me that you should kill Nazis than you should punch them. Because if you punch someone, you're not shutting them up. So all you're doing is introducing violence as a mechanism of social mediation. Right. Well, I mean, that's an interesting debate. We could definitely have that uh, for hours, I'm sure. But... Uh, I mean, I argued the other side of the debate, and it became a call-off for the show, okay. Punch a Nazi. So there you go. Uh, here's another caller. This one's calling me out again. Maddox, you name-dropping, illiterate Ooh. fuck. Ooh. Go back to school. Finish your shit. It's yeah. not that hard. He's got a point. If you got through high school, you can finish college. Barely. What the fuck is wrong That's with you? You sound like a goddamn idiot. Mm. Peace. That means you're not an idiot. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. If you sound like one, that means you're not one. Yeah. Yeah, You. I'm literally not an idiot. 
Yeah, way to go, idiot. Yeah, what a moron. <laughs> what a fuck up. Yeah, what a dumb shit. Hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing, all right? If I go back and get my college degree, it gets me nothing. I went to college for an education, and I got it. The reason I don't have my degree is because the University of Utah, along with, I think, three other states at the time, had this weird requirement that you had to pass the advanced math portion of the GRE, which is geared for master's yes. students. Yes. So I, I only got my degree not to learn things, but to have a credential. Right. That was my only mechanism. I never took a writing course. I didn't want to waste time educating professors. I never took a communications course. I got my business degree. I convert convert like I think ten kids to be, be business majors. I'm like, you're here to get a credential. If you want to learn, go to the library, which is what I did. I read obsessively. Bucknell had a great library. Well, I learned at the University of Utah. I learned in college, and I don't have my degree because I don't need the credential. Correct. I, I, can't imagine what I would do with it. Trump, do you have a degree? No, sir. No, no degree for Donald. Are, are you the head of Trump University? Yeah, well, yes, but I came out of the womb with buco bucks, baby. I don't need that shit. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, here's another caller. Calling... It's like he's touching my soul. It, it just feels so weird. Yeah, yeah. But uneducated, nonetheless. It's just funny because I'm on shows that he watches. So it's Trump. really, yeah, they're actual He's Trump. probably seen you. He, I'm sure he knows who I am. So it's very weird for me. Someone a while back leaked a list of supposedly an, an alleged White House watch list of Twitter accounts. Yes. And I was on there. I'm on this list. I have no idea. And I thought when I first saw Maddox on the list, I thought, oh, surely there's got to be another Maddox on Twitter. And I looked on Twitter. I'm the biggest Maddox account. If there's another Maddox, I can't imagine who it would be. Well, what about the kid of uh, uh, Angelina Jolie's yeah. son? It's not him. But he's probably got more followers than you. He definitely doesn't. Definitely is a big word. Pretty sure. Wrong! <laughs> You're wrong. I'm buzzing your buzz. Unfollowed. Here's, <laughs> here's another caller. Uh, this, is a, this is another caller. This is a caller call out. It's about McDonald's, isn't this? Uh, first of all, I wanted to call in and I wanted to laugh at that caller from last week. The one who says he almost got in a car wreck. <laughs> I'm a trucker down here in Alabama and I listen to your show all the time on the road. I've never had any problems whatsoever. So clearly that guy's a dumbass. Caller call out. Steph. Anyway, I just... Uh, Y'all were talking about that documentary, that supersized documentary, uh, Supersize Me, last week about oh, McDonald's. And uh, I wanted to say that there was actually a guy who did another documentary called Fathead. And basically, he did the same thing. He ate nothing but McDonald's for 30 days, and he ended up losing yep. weight. Now, what he did is he ate, like, bacon double cheeseburgers and quarter pounders. But what he did was throw the bun out, and he didn't eat any of the fries or shakes or none of that. And he lost a lot of weight, so... Basically, that movie proves that Supersize Me was really uh, uh, sensationalized and disingenuous. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, I just wanted to say keep up the good work. And, uh, oh, fuck. Well, sounds like he got in a wreck and died, which means he's getting a free T-shirt. Yay. <laughs> Congratulations. He could be buried in it. That's what I said. That's what I said last episode. If you die while trying to make a call to the show, you get a free T-shirt, and that's been happening more frequently since I said that. Uh, you know, I almost wore your "Civil Disobedience is Still Disobedience" shirt to jury duty. Oh, that'd been fantastic. Yeah, they would have probably dismissed you. No, they couldn't. They wouldn't dismiss me under any circumstances. Not for that shirt, huh? Well, so that guy brought up this other movie. What was it called? Fat the other head. one, Fathead. It's not exactly the same. Of course, if you go to McDonald's, 
and you change their menu so that it's healthy, you ditch it's the not carbs. healthy. Well, Eating it's a bacon cheeseburger without buns. The the bacon cheeseburger part is much less healthy than the bun. The bun is healthier for you. That's arguable. No, it's not. Of course, it's the extremely... bun is all sugar. Is it? Yeah, carbs. The carbs just turn to sugar. It's oh, a but the bun is not made of sugar. No, but the the bun if it turns into complex carbohydrates for all intents and purposes, your body treats that like sugar. But it's not for all intents and purposes. Yeah, because you're not crashing like you're if you're eating a bag of sugar. Okay, so so your body absorbs it a little bit uh, slower. Right, that's right. Okay, but in terms of like heart health, like that cheese in the meat is going to be much worse for you in the short and long term. Well, that's arguable. There's, it's not there's, really arguable. And also the nitrates in that bacon and the, the cheese is going to be off the charts, and the salt. Well, sure, but you're not going to see those effects within 30 days. Correct. But that's fair. But he, essentially, this guy's like, hey, um. So I went on the Atkins diet for 30 days and I lost weight. Yeah, of course, you're going to lose weight on the Atkins diet. That's all it is. You're it's just not, not a, eating carbs. Correct, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's. I mean, it, the, the fact that you're saying, of course, shows that there's b- both the way to do McDonald's right and the way to make, do McDonald's wrong. Well, right. But you could also do a 30-day McDonald's experiment where you go there and you just eat the salad shakers. The that salads pr- are the worst thing for you, actually. They have more uh, uh, fat than a Big Mac. Well, with, with the, the dressing. dressing. Yeah. But the fat isn't necessarily bad for you. The, the- but it's going to make you fatter. The calorie counts through the roof because the, the, the level of carbs is crazy. On the sa- in the salad. Yeah, those dressings are crazy in the, right. in the calorie counts. Well, I did an experiment where I just put a little bit of dressing on and I lost weight. It's uh. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. It doesn't mean anything. That's not how most people who eat at McDonald's eat. Supersize me. It's not was- McDonald's fault. It's the fault that they don't know how to eat sensibly. You right. you lost a lot of weight. Right. I've gained weight because I tried to gain weight. So yeah. you you have to have a strategy to your food. Look, fat head and supersize me. Neither one portray an accurate representation Correct. of a typical McDonald's. Actually, supersize me is much closer to accurate I because so, that yeah. would be a much more common approach to McDonald's. Correct. Uh, here's one last caller. This one's uh, trying to cash in on the new T-shirt giveaway. So listen to this. Hey, Matt, uh, I'm just calling you. Um, I'm trying to redeem that, that offer you made about if I die, I get a shirt. Well, I'm sitting here. Um, you're not going to believe this, but I'm sitting here in the morgue right now. I'm currently dead, and uh, they they have no clothes for me, I'm, you know, for the viewing. And I'm like, well, shit, man. This, this ain't, ain't this a bitch. Well, you know what? I just thought, hey, you know. Why not get some afterlife sponsorship of your podcast? And I'll uh, send me one of them shirts. You know, I, I'm sure my mourning loved ones would love to see uh, the greatest debate in the universe shirt in my casket. You know, because nothing like a good old cheer up, like hearing Maddox bitch about how much of a fucking failure he is because he didn't go to college. That's not why you're failing. Um, also, Rob, I think you're a great guy. Uh, being that I'm dead, I might come and give you a good old afterlife wink, and you won't know it's me, but yeah. you'll know it's me. And Mikey, I think you're great at impersonations, so keep up the good work. And, uh, you know, let's give everybody a good old wank hug, you know? Come on now. Didn't you say that they have to die in the course of a call, not before the call? Yeah, in the course of a call. So that what he didn't die in the course of the call, he died no. before the call. Good point, Michael Malice. Technicality, sorry, your death does not count towards a free t-shirt. Yeah, get it together. Yeah, we have very strict rules for these free t-shirts. But anyway, guys, coming up at the end of the show, we've got some quick news headlines. We should get on with the debate. Joining me this week, Michael Malice, my guest debater. We're going to be debating whether or not L.A. or New York is the better city. This is a very contentious debate for a lot of people. Uh, I think especially more so for people from New York. 
they I think they have a lot of animosity towards Los no, Angeles. No, we're just aware of the outside world, whereas you guys are trapped in a valley oh, of stupidity. Oh, oh, coming out the gate strong. Which side of the debate do you want to argue, Michael? I'm going to be arguing for Chicago. For Chicago. <laughs> the better city. <laughs> yeah, so, than L.A., that's yeah, for sure. And then New York. Oh, that was it's quick. The, the clean New York. Uh, let's hear your buzzer. Yeah. Let's hear your buzzer in case you want to... Okay, if you that's... guys hear that buzzer at any point during the debate, that means Michael Malice has disagreed with me, wants to chime in, is calling me out for a logical fallacy, which has never happened on this show. Yeah, okay. So, on to the debate, Michael. Why do you think New York, uh, other than the pretentious reason you gave up top, why do you think New York is better than Los Angeles? Pretension is what low-life stupid people think of classy, intelligent people. So, that's... I will take that word with pride. Uh, everything that is awesome comes out of New York. We have publishing. We have business. We have politics. I, I mean, we have the country was started in New York. Alexander Hamilton was the only New Yorker to sign the, the Declaration or the Constitution, one of them, uh, is the Constitution. Um, there, I can't think of one good thing to say about L.A., except for the fact that the weather is decent, which has nothing to do with the city itself. It's a function of just location. And the fact that even the fact that you have all these good-looking people uh, as coffee shop like clerks and, and as waiters just adds to the air of despair and hopelessness that surrounds this like sunshiny veneer. There's just this miasma uh, wherever you go. And it's just, it's not even a city. It's just a bunch of suburbs that are tangentially attached together. What the hell is going on here? All right. There's only one true thing you said in that whole thing. And I'm not going to say which, but the, the miasma, the thing, the, the thing about name one thing LA has over New York besides the film industry, which produces shit on a daily basis. Okay. How about the surf industry? How about the skateboarding industry? How about outdoor sports? How about hiking? How Those about are natural? Not, not, how, about, how about produce? You ever have fucking any, any sh decent fucking piece of fruit in New York? It's impossible. And if you get it, it came from fucking Florida. New York doesn't have any fucking produce, has no fucking agriculture, and the only culture in New York is being angry, pissed off, and then smelling the funk that's, that permeates the entire fucking city. And there's gray water everywhere you go. You can't help it. You can't help but step in some gray fucking water in New York because there's piles of garbage everywhere. I, I Mountains do, of garbage. I do like the idea that you're complaining about anger being a mechanism of conversation <laughs> that really speaks to where your priorities are number one if you want to talk about garbage everywhere i've gone through when i've been driving through la i see some junkie passed out on the street in the lovely weather with his own little shanty town around him we don't have that shit back home we clean that up in the giuliani era which is 20 years ago yeah, and they put them in uh, Elmo costumes in Times Square. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They make sure they have clothes. But the junkies here, all right, at least they have nice weather. In New York, they're fucking freezing their asses off, and they're still junkies. It's horrible. Is that an argument for or against New York? Not sure. <laughs> 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 but they're still there. Uh, look, and also, here's the thing. Everyone always talk, touts the subway system in New York. Correct. Oh, we got the subway. Oh, is this going to be your story of how you're too stupid to figure out the subway map? I'm not too stupid. The fucking subway's always broken in New York. It's algebra's fault I can't do the math. <laughs> yeah. It's New York's fucking fault. First of all, the subway system is the shittiest I've ever used in in the United States at least. Have you ever used the LA subway system? Yeah, it's uh, it's how better often? than New York. It's cleaner. How often do you use that? Uh, the LA subway system probably once or twice a month. Oh, and yet all of us use it twice a day at least. Interesting. Because you have to. No. Mm, yeah, what else would you use if you didn't you use You could take a, a bus, you could take an Uber, you could take a car, you could take a city bike. Buddy, the buses in New York mostly go across town. They don't go up and down, They do go they? both. Nobody takes the bus in New York. Get of out of here. In, in, in the place of the subway, if you're going to go a long distance in New York, you're going to take the bus? Come on. Not Everyone's a long distance, that's correct. Right. 
Yeah, the subway. The subway if is you're going to go long distance in LA. It's going to take you two hours to be stuck in your car, you know, in the heat and then getting enraged. Well, I'd rather be enraged in heat in traffic rather than being trapped in a little catacomb of. Uh, Just to be clear, you're saying you're more trapped in a subway car than in a physical car. It's it's more compact in a subway car, with which is like three times yes, the size of a car. Especially if I'm on the tail end of the subway car and some smelly ass homeless person gets on and you're sits not there homeless and, and sits there and stinks up the entire subway car. I am trapped. I am trapped for my life. And I sit there and I stare when I'm in New York. And by the way, that that ear deafening screech when you go underground and you go around those curves and that that's fucking the sound blue of angels. light. But when you're trapped on that last car and a fucking smelly homeless person gets on right when the door closes, guess what? You're fucked. You're just gonna sit there smelling that funk for the entire time. And everyone in the subway car pushes towards one end while that smelly ass homeless person just passes out the fucking corner. You guys have weather here that is so bad you're not allowed to leave your house. So which would you rather have, a stinky subway car? or the entire city covered in smog and giving you disease. What are you talking about? Everyone leaves the house all the are time. Are there not smog warnings in L.A.? Yeah, but there's smog warnings in New York, too. No, there are non-smog warnings. Oh, New York doesn't have any smog. We don't have, correct, we don't have smog warnings. Literally, I've never heard of one. You guys should have some smog warnings, am I right? <laughs> Still not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, New Yorkers, New Yorkers think they are the pinnacle of the world. They, they, and I am so glad you started out shitting yeah. on... Why is the U.N. in New York? Uh, Pinnacle of the world, but the UN's there, so what a because contradiction. Because the UN's a big fucking city, and... The and, UN's a city, great point. No, I'm sorry. The, the, I'm Apology sorry. New York, accepted. what I meant to say, New York is a big fucking city, and... The, LA's and, bigger. And it's a culture... Yeah, but New York is also more of a cultural hub. A lot more flights come Correct. into and out of New York. Correct. Right. It's just an older city. Who gives a shit? Boston's older than New York. Uh, Chicago's older than LA. Boston doesn't have the infrastructure as New York. Correct. The UN is one building. You don't think Boston can put up one building? Age is, uh, London is older than New York. It's not in London. New York is also geographically closer to Europe. So? So that means it's cheaper to fly to New York. You, you really think the UN is looking at penny pinching when they set up that building in New York? No, it's a combination of things. It's the uh, geography, the, the proximity. It's cheaper. It's also a bigger city. It's an older city. New York's bigger has- than L.A. New York has more space than LA. Are you fucking kidding me? No, it's a it's a bigger populous. It's a more populous city. Sure, but the point is, if you if you want something where they're going to have a, a, a diplomatic houses, whatever they're called, consulates, you want them where there's space, and yet they still chose New York. Isn't that interesting? I mean, you're you're presuming that you're assuming that about the UN that they want a place with space. They chose New York. I mean, they're not going to fly all the way across the United States. After but what they if they're fl- coming from fl- China? What if they're coming from Africa? Yeah, but the majority of our diplomats that we do business with are coming from Europe. No, the majority. Yeah, How many countries the UN, are there on UN, Earth? In How the many UN. countries are in the Earth? In the UN. Yes, they're all. They're mostly coming from Europe. I, 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 I you must be trolling me. No. The UN is hundreds of countries. Well, yeah, but the ones we do business with, who, who are the uh, the big players we do, in the UN? With, uh, uh, that's the Security Council. It's right. Russia, right. China, France, America, uh, America, England, and Germany. I believe, right? Okay, uh, France, Germany, England. Those three are coming from Europe, correct? And then the rest, and Russia, they could go either way, right? And China, so it's yeah. like a wash. But anyway, I want to talk about the cultural aspect of New York because this drives me nuts. You guys think you're, you didn't you're even on know top. there was a museum of natural? I was at that LA Museum of Natural History yesterday. It is shit on sh- on stilts uh, compared to the, and it's a it, they literally ripped off the New York Museum. They have the exact same dioramas. It's pathetic. It's a tenth the size. 
Who cares? I do. <laughs> and you're telling me children who you want kids to like learn about science, which I know you're in favor of having kids be smart kids. You want them to go to a museum that has stuff that sparks their interest in things like minerals in terms of like animals, in terms of geography. You take them to a quality museum. Yeah. You don't take them to this fucking oh. embarrassment. It's like it's like so let, let, it's like the me, Special Olympics of museums. Let's um let's boil down Michael Malice's argument here. Okay. Thanks for speaking for me. Very the, LA of you. The, the New York Natural History Museum. Much better than LA's, right? And yet LA, it's the American LA. Museum of Natural History, not the New York, oh, the thank American. You. Oh, thank, thank you. God we had that clarified. It's important if they and, want to Google it, and yet, which you people in L.A. probably don't know how to do. And yet, yeah, well, Google's in California, so. Um, is it in L.A.? There is an L.A. hub, yeah. Is it in L.A.? Oh, there's not a New York hub of Google? Of Google? It's tiny. It's, oh, really? Yes. How many people does it have? It's tiny. The, the, it's uh, the, YouTube space, the YouTube space in New York is tiny compared to L.A. Because and people want to live in New York, so rent is expensive. It's price theory. Yeah, but no one wants to live here. People, yeah, it's no one wants to live. Yeah, no one wants to live. Literally, no one. Yeah, poor this this poor little this poor little city of eight eight nine million people. I thought you said New York had more people. They do, but New York has eight million. Last time I checked, it was about a million shy of New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's neck and neck. But anyway, let me finish my point. Let's uh, let's uh, suss out Michael Miles's argument. Uh, the the New York Museum's much better. Yet the LA Museum copied it, but it's still much better. Hmm. What? Interesting. You said they were copying the dioramas. So yeah, the, it's the exact same experience. If you have 20 quality dioramas here and two here, which is better? We can't verify this. This is Anyone completely subjective. Anyone can go subjective. online this and look at the dioramas subjective. side by side. Okay. Let's get back to the cultural argument. Uh, okay. This I thought this what, was still this the cultural argument. Me. This is part of culture. No, this got derailed with your bullshit with the museum. Museums aren't culture? Fine. No. Maybe not to LA where How skateboarding often? is culture. Yeah, it's part of our culture. Yeah. People don't fucking culture. skateboard. People don't fucking skateboard in New York. It's of not a thing. Of course they do. No, they don't. You guys think you do everything. You don't. You don't have a fucking beach culture. You don't have surfers. You don't have skaters. Period. Go to fucking Venice Beach. You'll see all that shit every single day. You can't even swim in the ocean here. Of course you can. I go swimming it's all too the time. Cold. It's not cold, you fucking pussy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're, you're telling biggest... me that there aren't beaches here where people can never swim because the ocean's too cold? Yes. You just be, grow some fucking balls, bro. I, what I, if you're a girl fucking... and if you want to swim? You're supposed, she's supposed to grow some balls too? Is well, that what well, you like? Because it sure sounds like you're, it. You're very clearly that demo. A girl is too <laughs> cold to swim. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I fucking dated a surfer who what half was his the name? time... Who, who half the time she wouldn't even wear a bodysuit going surfing. Okay. It's not that bad. Just grow a pair. I don't think surfing and swimming is the same thing, though, in terms of contact with the amount of contact with the water. Well, it depends on how good you are at surfing and how the the waves are. Yeah, of course, you, you wouldn't know this because there is no surf culture in, in, yes, in New York. Is. No, there fucking isn't, Want to bet? You guys think there is. You th just because you have a couple of TV shows that record in New York, you think, oh, we have TV too. My friends no, in you a fucking surf don't. club. Everything, oh, uh, let me finish this. Every TV show, every late night show, almost everything you see, every movie, Colbert, every commercial, everything. Broad City. Everything. Is shot in L.A. No, it's shot in Canada. You have, you have, no, it's all shot here, buddy. Nope. No, it's all shot here. Look, I live in L.A. All the production is here. Everything that's, that's is here. That's shot here. The production is here. It's not shot here. The production is here, and, and they shoot a couple of expensive scenes sometimes in Canada like or Rumble on in the location. Bronx. No, there's many, many movies that are not shot in L.A. Tell you what. I was in CSI New York. Are we going to talk about TV your show. movie? No. I mean, we can. That was shot in L.A. Um, I was in CSI New York. CSI. You were in it? New York, yes. What I was in mean? an episode. Really? Yeah. 
Hey, okay. Hey, Did uh, you play Harambe? <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Stop laughing. Everybody stop laughing. Trump, stop laughing. <laughs> It was based on Harambe. Look, this ape has been shot. Yet, was it hard to lay there perfectly still while they added, uh, they took hair away to make you look like a gorilla? Keep it going. I Thank love you. these jokes. So I was in CSI New York, <laughs> and guess where we shot the skyscraper New York scenes? Los Angeles. That's okay. right. LA. By the way, almost every commercial you see, most of them, even when they're shot in New York, are shot in Los Angeles. Okay. The New York Vista is not unique. This is your... It's not unique. No. Do, do you know what unique means? Yeah. Do you? Because I don't think you do. It's not one of a kind. <laughs> the New York skyline is not one of a kind. No, I mean, when you're walking around on the streets, it looks like you every other big city. You can't see a skyline while you're walking around the streets. A skyline can only be viewed from okay, a distance. Okay, I'm not talking about the skyline. I'm talking about when you're you walking around the streets. You literally were talking around the skyline just two seconds ago. All you right. literally said the skyline is not unique. Well, see, this thank is you, Michael, for being very pedantic Listen, and sticking to every word when you know exactly what I mean. It's a debate. When you're walking around. It's a debate. <laughs> I'm, sorry you're walking li- around. I'm sorry you're listening to me and taking me at face value. What a fool. Okay. When you're walking around and you, you're not uh, stumbling into... You don't walk around into, L.A. and there's even a song ex- about it. Let me finish. When you're walking around and not stumbling into giant piles of garbage that could crush you in New York. New- right? L.A. You, is a giant pile of garbage. To, if you happen to come down a street or an alley in New York that alley? isn't what obstructed... Al- are you Bruce Wayne? What alley are you fucking talking about? There's there no alleys. There are alleys. Okay. Go ahead. When you're not obstructed by giant piles of garbage that can crush humans in New York. If you happen to find an open enough street... Right, like Fifth Avenue, big clean, big roads, yes, pretty they clean. That's very true. Decent, you know. You have a lot of fancy shops and stuff. That Fifth Avenue street looks like almost any other big city. You can just pull up Google Maps. In fact, I did a video on this. I, I, I can I, prove I, that you're wrong. Okay. Because I mean, Fifth Avenue is full of huge skyscrapers, and very few cities have entire avenues full of huge skyscrapers. L.A. has those. L.A. has fancy shops in huge skyscrapers in the simultaneously in the yes. same district. Where's yes. that? The Wilshire Corridor. How it many goes blocks on for is it? Miles. And they're all skyscrapers. Yes. How come no one's? Heard? I've never even heard of this fucking corridor. Because you're a dipshit it's from a, New Yorker a, who thinks that you're the cultural center of the universe. Again, no one denies that New York is. You honestly think you were first of all. You're saying we shouldn't talk about culture. We now you're, now you're saying oh, okay. Now you're saying that we are are the cult aren't the cultural center of the universe, but L.A. is. No. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. The world culture is a product of all the TV shows and movies that we see. Correct. And that culture is Californian. Why are Friends and Seinfeld set in New York, even though they're filmed out here? It's almost like New York has its own personality that people like, whereas L.A. has no soul and brings nothing to the table besides sunshine, which can be found literally everywhere on Earth by function of our uh, location 93 million miles away. Yeah. Let me tell you guys a little story about Michael Malice and his... Uh, culinary experience when he came to Los Angeles. Okay. First night, first night, he hits me up. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to Denny's." And then I had no choice because uh, no, no, I was in fine, Sherman Oaks. Fine. There was literally the only thing let around. Me he goes to Denny's, and then he gives me the review of Denny's. Yeah, glowing review. It was good. I was surprised. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And then, and then Michael Mal sends me a picture of his very impressive fruit cup. Yes, from Denny's. Correct. And he said it was so good. This fruit cup's amazing. You know what we don't have in New you, York? You, hold Denny's. on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. You know why that fruit cup was delicious, Michael? It's because we have fresh fucking produce. 
Listen, we if, have you agriculture. Want, if you want to live 30, like 3,000 years ago yeah. and be a dirt farmer, mm-hmm. more, just like p- people from all over the country, I applaud that. They, that's very, very important. It's not something that is unique uh, to LA. Michael, almost every single almond you have eaten in your life came from California. Almonds are toxic. <laughs> no, they're not. They've made a cyanide. How are, how no. That's where cyanide Wrong comes from. No. That's the first thing you say, though they're not. No. <laughs> like, the, all, all, I like how almond is what gets him. Like, all right, I've had enough of this LA bashing. You start talking about almonds. That's a bridge too far for Mikey when Boltz. When Mikey Boltz is calling you out on your bullshit, buddy, you better re. You got to reevaluate yourself. I, I am yeah. currently re- rebooting. Check. <laughs> Check Control yourself. alt delete. Yeah, because you're about to wreck yourself. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't, if that's a car reference, I don't know how to do that because I don't know how oh to drive. Oh my gosh. It is so annoying how smug New Yorkers are. And by the way, here's the wait, other the, thing that wait, sucks. Wait, the host of the best show in the universe is condemning smugging. Is, being smug, is that correct? Yeah, that should tell you something. Yeah, it does. Check yourself. So the, <laughs> the smugness of New Yorkers. The number one export of California is culture. Every joke, every way, every affect, everything you see on TV is written by a Californian. Somebody lives in Los Angeles who's a writer. You guys think you have writers in New York. Yeah, you have a couple of handful. But LA is the hub of writing and creativity. New York Times, Wall Street Journal. Newspapers. Those not are, creative. Not creative. You don't think they, they create the news? They, uh, you don't okay. think those are great exports in terms of the New Yorker? You don't think the New Yorker... not. Is there a, the Los Angeles the Sir magazine? You don't think the we have New, LA magazine? You don't think that the New Yorker <laughs> per, uh, uh, moves world culture on a massive scale? No, no. Okay. The New Yorker. First of all, the New Yorker demographic is totally different than the average American. I'm talking about what you just said. World culture. So you're just switching arguments. Okay. The average person in the world. Guess what? Is just like the average person in America. My friend. Oh my I, let god. Me, let me tell you. Let me tell you this. Let me. You tell are you this. demented. No, I'll tell. Okay. Count, uh, if you take. China and India out of that equation. I'm talking about most of Europe, okay? So oh, the, you're, you're making Europe and the world synonymous? I'm saying for the sake of you're this argument, the, I'm sorry, you're the talking average, about New York. No, you're out of your mind. The average person in Europe is far closer to New Yorker than to a Los Angeles person. No, that, I'm, t- I'm telling you the average person in Europe is far closer to an average person in the Midwest of America than either New York or LA. That is absolutely insane. They are far more, they're extremely culturally left which is far closer to the New Yorker demographic. What do you mean culturally left? What part of that don't you understand? Well, the, uh, most of Europe is, I think, has still been opposed to gay marriage and liberal causes. That's not causes. true at all. No, no, no. They're far to the left of us. France was way, lagging way behind us on gay marriage and gay rights. No, 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 no. The average person in Europe is far closer to New York. A cosmopo- That's why the EU is so popular. Uh the average person in Europe is far closer in their values to someone from New York City. I don't even know what the average Los Angeles person believes. They it just except for making plans and then not showing up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is our big pastime. Uh, I'll tell you and what. Being phony. Uh, yeah. Speaking of being phony, you've never even been to Europe. I have. I I've was been born to... in Europe. How much time did you spend there? I was just. I was in London as well. When did you go to London? Uh, two thousand and one. Okay, and how long, how much time did you spend there? Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, you spent two weeks in London, which is very Western, very American anyway. It, London is not very American at no, all. No, it's very Western. It's very it, Western. It's, sure, of course it's Western, but it's not. you're using these words completely. This I'm is a problem you, with LA. Everyone's I'm, stupid, I'm so you don't know you, how to use English correctly. Different. Look, you can be pedantic all you want. I'm, I'm, just, I'm sorry, you're change. a writer. You're a number two New York Times bestselling author. Yes. You would think that you would have a folk. And you, you also love splitting hairs in your essays. And now you're complaining I'm being pedantic? Well, for the sake of this argument, I think you know what I'm trying to say, which is culturally, I think the middle of Europe is like the middle of America. That's 
completely incorrect. Based on my personal experience, you it, think it that is. they like guns? You think that they like no, Jesus? No, you're choosing. Uh, I'm, you're choosing things like that. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the things that they do. Okay, they are not New Yorker readers. The middle of America does not read the Correct. New Yorker. Correct. And that, that's what I meant. But so I'm saying is argument, that the European back, is closer to the New Yorker. Let's go back to the argument that, that the New Yorker is some kind of, uh, you know. Cultural uh, touchstone. Yes. I don't think so. Okay. Not, not for the world. Definitely uh, it, not for the world. absolutely is a kind of how-to manual for most of the world. I'm not saying that's a good thing. Mikey, have you ever read the New Yorker? No. I <laughs> see the average European. Yes. Mikey Bolds. I'm just on Maddox's side because I'm here every week, but I have read the New Yorker. <laughs> Mikey, I don't read the New Yorker. I don't read the New Yorker. I hate the New no, Yorker. No, I've I've read like excerpts and stuff, yeah, but their cartoons too. are pretty like terrible. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty terrible. Their cartoons are bad. They're smug. They're pretentious. They're, they're very pretentious. I agree with you. I hate the New Yorker, but my point is, it is a very very cultural important publication, very much on the international scale. Yeah. As is the New York Times. Sure. As is the Wall Street Journal. Right. Los Angeles Times. What a fucking joke. Okay. Again, we're you're, you keep going over journalistic rags. You you keep going over. Uh, Let's talk about the art world. Where's the art world? There's both, but New York is, has so many po- more powerful artists that came out of New York, and the gallery scene in New York is much more important than the gallery scene in LA. The gallery scene in LA is a social thing. In New York, it's moving culture much more. It's just the smugness is dripping out of your mouth. You, you keep smugness. using that word, but I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not the best host in the universe. That I can only be number two. That's right. Second comes right after first. That's right. <laughs> Um, the thing, the thing is, look, I'm not denying New York does certain things better than LA. Oh, New York, okay. For, here's here's the thing that New York has that LA doesn't. New York has Broadway. LA has, you know, the, our, our version of Broadway. It's kind of like a low rent Broadway. Sure. We have plays and musicals and things like that. Sure. Um, our Broadway, actually, there's there's a lot more gay oriented musicals and things that they play in new york or in la especially in west hollywood but by new and york large, has that as well oh that's fine new york by and large has that scene covered it's you're not going to find it better anywhere else in the world maybe however, pa- maybe paris maybe maybe however just like the new yorker it is not middle america it is not the average person if you you're uh, out of your I, mind i, I think i the read the biggest story. plays are like I, aladdin and the lion king which go are straight for tourists well, that's fine, but how much are the tickets? Exorbitant. Exactly. Which means the market can bear them. Which means that tourism, like the average person, isn't going to see those things, those 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 uh, those plays. They are. They're saving up for it because it means something special to them. They're not. A family's not going to pay sixteen hundred dollars on tickets. Who do you think goes to see the Lion King? Four hundred dollar tickets in addition to two grand. Wait, wait. Which family has fucking ten grand to go on a vacation in New York to watch one fucking play? Who do you think play? is watching the Lion King? The local pansexual or the Midwest family? New Yorkers. New Yorkers are going to watch Lion King. Holy shit. Have you seen Lion King, the musical? No, I hate Broadway. And I think it's an anachronism. Broadway is expensive. It's very expensive. Because it's for the tourists. Oh, gosh. Especially things like the Lion King and and Aladdin. You're not seeing those Midwest minivan yes you Jewish are parents Look driving to new Google york it right now jewish the jews are in new york. we're in new york already buddy we're not driving <laughs> to new york what the fuck are you talking about you're not seeing middle to lower class income families go into plays like that. yes you are they have matinees just for these people this how much is, are tickets for those i have no fucking clue okay i don't think so it's because it's not for me it's for them they're not going to new york they're not bringing kids to new they york for have you ever been in Times Square? It's all these fucking kids. They're, that's why they have all those. L- they're from LA. That's they're why, visiting from LA. That's why they have all. They're still. Busy. That's why they have those, those Elmos take pictures with. Yeah. It's not for New Yorkers. New Yorkers want to take a picture with Batman. 
Yeah. Look, a lot of people pass through New York. All right. Millions of people pass through New York every sure. day. Sure. Yeah. And they, they have to endure that clunky, shitty, archaic, outdated, broken, disgusting subway system. Okay. They have to go there and they have to pay those exorbitant fees. And by the way, the people who go to New fees. York. See, you're, you, you don't understand how capitalism works, as you've shown repeatedly. If the market can bear a price, that doesn't make it exorbitant. That means that it's very desired. Well, I guess. But New York, I would argue, is a different economy than the rest of the United States. Oh, so the economic laws don't apply in this culture as, as opposed to others? No. Why I'm can not we saying, get away with it if we're not awesome? I'm not saying. Well, it's not necessarily awesomeness, right? It's also necessity. Is that the, is that the economic term? It's it's sometimes it's necessity, Michael. So like Broadway go, Broadway people, shows are necessity. No, you're again misconstruing my argument. My, I'm trying to say that sometimes traveling to New York is a necessity. The publishing world is in New York. Correct. People think in L.A. like vice versa. They think that in L.A. we have publishing too because we no, have you a don't. couple. Exactly. There's no publishing here. Yeah. Well, there is, but not compared to New York. What publishing is is here? Name one. All the houses are literally all the houses in New York. No, there's some like boutique poetry publishing houses out here. Oh my god. Exactly. And the same thing. We think the exact same thing. We roll our eyes just as hard every time someone says, "Oh, let's do a talk show in New York." No one wants to do it. Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert is the only one. And by the way, didn't what Colbert about come view? out here? Hold on. Colbert's in LA, in uh, California now, isn't he? He's still in New York? Oh, oops. How embarrassing. Okay, that's so the what only about the, one. What about The View? What, what about, about every daytime what show? What about Jimmy Fallon? What about uh, Jimmy Seth? Fallon. Seth yeah, okay. Seth, what about Seth, Seth Meyers? Jimmy Fallon is the number one rated talk I show. I know. And, and what does Seth, that say about America? Seth Meyers. What about him? Uh, Conan O'Brien. Where did talk? Great. Yeah. Is Conan in LA now? Yes. Okay. What about every daytime show? Where are they? I Rachel Ray, I don't know. I don't know. I have a. I, I work during the day. I don't watch daytime TV. Point Maddox. <laughs> <laughs> so your ignorance is your point. Very good. Yeah, Speaks. Yeah. Like, it sounds like L.A. But but a lot of daytime TV actually is shot in Chicago too because of Oprah. But not not L.A. I mean, some of it's uh, shot out here too. Name one. Uh, what's its name? Uh, Ellen. Is she? Fuck you. Yes. Ellen. Eat yeah. shit. Yeah, Ellen. That's, Ellen. That's that's the your biggest name. daytime talk show. You know, is yes. she? Yes, she's by far the biggest. By far I the biggest. And I what's don't. the other one? Vanessa. Vanessa's another one. There you go. Fuck Vanessa, face. you're just making up names. No, it's Vanessa. She's a black girl. You're, are you thinking of, uh, um, what's her name? Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams. <laughs> She's in New York. <laughs> Vanessa. You think of Vanessa Williams? Are you that fucking st- Oh, my God. Not, there are two actresses named Vanessa Williams. That wasn't enough. You mixed up Vanessa Williams with Wendy Williams. How you doing, Maddox? Look, V's and W's look alike. That's why they're at the same. <laughs> what, what is a W but two V's? That's why it's called W. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else you got? Pretentiousness. I, I mean, th- the other point is we don't have to prove anything because we're so much better in every fr- friggin' way. Okay, here's the here's Here, the here's the sign of a you someone, know what? Honestly, here's a, who, here's a on, sincere, no, no. You ask me a question. Thought. You ask me a question. What else I have? Well, then, and then I'm gonna tell you. you, you I will tell you. you. Made your point. Okay, why? I will tell you. And this is an argument for and against New York. New York is a very tough town that chews people up and spits them out, and only oh. the strong survive. L.A. A lot of people coast. So this is both an argument for New York and an argument against New York because we we grind people up so the people that are left tend to be high quality and driven whereas LA you've got a whole huge mix yeah so if you want the whole potpourri like in a bathroom of like some kind of crappy hotel go to LA yeah. if you want top notch come to New York right if you're done paraphrasing Empire State of Mind let me finish I've, my point concrete jungle where dreams are made of yeah or Frank Sinatra if you can make it here you'll make it anywhere that's true yeah, though yeah I've heard no, that's bullshit well that's because that's you couldn't make it in New York I wouldn't want to. Oh, interesting I theory. don't want to live in a cramped-ass little tiny apartment, which, by the way, the worst thing about New York, I think, 
is that Manhattan is so culturally homogenous. The what? only type of people. Are you only? I, there's a Chinatown. There's a Koreatown. There's Harlem. Point. Korea. Your Koreatown is laughable. There is hardly. That's because you're racist. Like two, it's a block. It's there's LA has there's, the largest Koreatown out in America. Okay, but you're saying New York City is homogenous. That's demented. Because the only people who can afford to live in Manhattan are rich. New York is not Manhattan. Those terms are not synonymous. Yeah, I get it. You guys have Brooklyn and uh, what? Uh, Let's see if you can name them. The Bronx. There you go. Two more. Yeah. Queens. Yeah, there's one left. I don't care. But anyway, yeah. anyway, New York, Manhattan, right? The, uh, the Where everybody thinks of New York when they come to New York. That's not true. You're yes, telling me a lot true. of people don't think of Brooklyn when they think of New York City? No, honestly. people aren't going to Brooklyn. Wait, wait, you're, you, that's wait, where wait, the wait, families live. You don't. That, that's Queens. You don't think when people think of New York City culture, they're thinking of Brooklyn culture very heavily? No, I don't. Okay. I don't think that. Okay. But unless you're talking about Rocky. But here's the here's Rocky. The thing. Here's the thing. Didn't Rocky? Didn't that whole thing take place in Brooklyn? Doesn't he running up the steps in Philly? No, that's the second one, right? Rocky two or Rocky three? I don't think he's in Brooklyn. Mikey, help me out here. Are you I think, don't know. I think it's Sign Alive, Sign <laughs> Night Fever. No, that's in Brooklyn. The, I don't look. I don't give a shit. Here's the sign of a city with an inferiority complex, and I only get this from two cities in the world: New York and San Francisco. When New Yorkers come to L.A., they're constantly shit talking la right and they're complaining about it yes and they're talking about how much better new york is correct and people in la don't give a shit no people in no, la are phonies no, no so when they no, don't like something no, they pretend it's nice that's false that's false i've heard that argument a lot about la they say you know people say there's a lot of fake people here there's a lot of fake people everywhere nope but the the fakest people i've ever Not met in, in my life were from utah my hometown and I'll tell you why, is because when I got any amount of notoriety, any amount of fame, all these people who wouldn't give me the time of day in high school and college and growing up in Utah suddenly came out of the woodworks. How's that fake? To be my, they're just, that's they're just dumb. Fake. No, that's, they're just, that's absolutely, that's, they're disingenuous. They're no, trying to be your friends no, no, when they weren't before. Because, they're, because taking their, fame. they're taking their social cues from society. So that's just a function of their stupidity. They, they sincerely want to be your friend because now in their mind, you're someone important. In LA, what I, what I mean, no, it's not fake. It's that they don't have any uh, integrity. It's How would not you the define same thing. fake then? What, what happens in L- this is what happens to me all the time in LA. I'll meet someone and they'll be like, I tell them I'm an author, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't heard of any of your books. And it's like, why are you apologizing? And you're scared in L.A., whoever you talk to, of somehow offending them, because everyone has a chip on their shoulder and expects you to know who they are. Whereas in New York, we don't play that shit. Well, you might experience a little bit more of that here, because we have all of Hollywood. You're experiencing more people with big egos in Los Angeles, because again, this is the creative hub of the world. This okay. is where all the movies are made, all the TV is made. I know you have a couple of shows in New York, but you, it's a handful compared to the majority of the shows that are made in LA. Having a big ego is not synonymous with accomplishment. In fact, having a big ego, you talk about an inferiority complex, is someone who has a chip on his shoulder and needs to demonstrate that he's important to people. Don't you know who I am? That's an LA thing. Well, I'm not saying having a big ego is synonymous with accomplishment. I'm telling you why you might experience that a little bit more in LA. It's because we have more of those people out here. You don't think we have lots of accomplished people in New York? Well, of course you do, but those but are. Don't have, but they're, they're, the the ego that goes with someone from Wall Street is different from the ego that goes with someone who's a top chef, who's different from from uh, someone who's a top artist. We don't have top chefs. We don't have top artists. I'm saying you do. I'm saying you do. Yeah, that's the thing that New York has. Now here's the here's the thing. Here's the big big difference. Okay, between L.A. and New York, and I'll tell you this is just a cultural difference. 
When people talk about New York and how great it is, I say, yeah, there are things I like a lot about New York. New York does a lot of things better. But I choose to live in L.A. Okay. Because the things I like about L.A. are things I can't get in New York, like sunshine, like good produce, like the beach. Beach culture is significant in Los Angeles. I agree with you. If we are talking about uh, 500 B.C., which is where your values seem to be, the agricultural revolution, you should absolutely live by the ocean like in the Mediterranean. And yet, for, Michael, those of, for those of us who are civilized and living in the, let's say, 18th century, you should be in New York, 18th plus. And yet Michael Malice, so impressed with a fruit cup from Denny's. I he, was. He sends me a picture and then posts it online. When have you ever seen a fruit <laughs> cup that looked good in your life? Every they, single fucking day, Michael. Live in LA. The fruit here is great. That's not what I said. Fruit cup and fruit are not the same. Fruit cup. Everywhere you go in LA, every cafe gives you a fruit cup right but, mikey but That's it's always it's honey, fantastic it's always honeydew no i get fucking blueberries guava uh strawberries I, dragon fruit depending on where dragon you go Dragon fruit is the most it's looks so good and tastes so bad i agree it yeah. tastes like nothing it tastes like nothing and yeah. it looks also awesome yeah i wish you wouldn't call me out on that but yeah uh <laughs> dragon fruit <laughs> dragon fruit is garbage fruit but you get you get a lot of variety of fruit out here because it's all grown here it's all local and by the way people think well new york has fruit too we, but you know the stuff that you import from florida is very limited you're not getting nearly as much agriculture from florida but and by the way guys if you guys like your fruit in your local grocery stores and you're living in middle america guess what that comes from california too okay 50 percent of all the produce in the united states comes from california okay if, if you listen i'm, I'm not going to argue with this absolutely if you want to aspire to be a farmhand and, and live in an orchard absolutely la is the place to go pretentious see absolutely pretentious but it's a different culture you don't have that in new york yeah we do not have good fruit cups you got me there man <laughs> you absolutely don't. and you don't have good mexican food your mexican food is atrocious you don't have good chinese food that's true except unless you consider alhambra which is 45 minutes away from la you go to Alhambra, you're going to get the best Chinese food. If you Better get, than New York. If you're 45 minutes from New York, you're in Toronto. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you could get some poutine. Yeah. But L.A. has That's a great joke. Mexican food everywhere. That's true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the Chinese food is a little bit lacking out here. But we have excellent Thai food. We have excellent Korean food. The best Korean food I've had in America, by far, is L.A. L.A. has... By the way, guys, this is kind of an underrated thing about L.A. People who come to L.A., uh, oftentimes go to all the touristy places. One thing that's really overlooked is our Koreatown. Our Koreatown is something like, I don't know, 40 square miles. It's a lot. It's a huge. 40 square miles? That sounds crazy. It's huge. I'm telling you, our Koreatown is giant. It goes on for miles and miles and miles. Well, probably not 40. I'm, th I'm thinking probably about uh, 20. About okay. 20 square miles, uh, not exaggerating. And it, it, it has everything. There's so many restaurants. You walk in. Do you know that every English. borough in New York, or th at least three of them, I don't know about the Bronx and, and Staten Island, has their own Chinatown? Yeah, I, I've been to Chinatown, New York. It's but not there's three of them. There's China. There's a Chinatown in uh, Queens, which is Flushing, and there's a Chinatown by me in, New York, in Brooklyn, Sunset by Sunset Park. Hmm, didn't know that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, So I want to talk about that, that thing that New Yorkers and people from San Francisco have in common. Ugh. When I go to San Francisco... And this is so, so weird. It's such a weird phenomenon. But every time I go to San Francisco, I get this undercurrent that everybody there has this weird competition with Los Angeles, and we don't even know about it. So they are, they are very much comparing themselves to L.A. all the time, and people in L.A. aren't even aware of San Francisco. But your obliviousness is not a point in your cap. Well, your obliviousness to the rest of the do you Midwest think New York? Do you think cap, that, that's fair? But uh, there's plenty of that in LA to go around. You don't. You honestly think New Yorkers go around thinking about Los Angeles? 
But I don't think New Yorkers sit around thinking about Los Angeles at all. I am constantly harangued by my friends in New York to move to New York. And every time my friends from New York come out to L.A., that's because your friends you, like you. I don't get, well, I'm very likable. Anyway, Michael, um, look, this has been a very rough debate for you. Do you have any closing <laughs> closing points for why New York is a better city than L.A.? I don't know that I have any closing points per se. I just think if you if you compare the things that New York is better at than L.A., and there are certain things that L.A. is better at than New York, like produce. Uh, you yeah, will, sustenance. Yeah, because the only thing you could possibly eat is fruit, which is, you know, you are what you eat, I guess. Uh, if you compare the points for New York and the points for Los Angeles, and our president is currently from New York, as you know, when, and, and the losing candidate was from New York, as you know, uh, at LA gave us what, Nixon? Um, you will see, Whittier, Mr. Whittier, you will see that New York has far more points and far more areas that it's better at than LA than LA has in New York. Okay, I fundamentally disagree with that because that is completely subjective. Uh, if you like musicals, New York's your town for you. But the things that are better about New York are not comparable to the things that are better about L.A. Architecture. Yeah, okay, fine. Architecture, great, big fucking History. deal. History. Go out and gawk at a fucking building. You know that's awesome. History, I can There's read something... a fucking book. I don't need to go to New then York why don't you? smell. Why don't you? Why, I it do. took you long enough to write I one. I do, I do. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Mikey, anything, any positive notes? What do you like about LA? You know, I'm a, I'm a Northern California guy, so yeah. I got to be honest. I, I'm not a huge fan of LA or New York. Oh, You're um, a sack boy. I'm I'm a huge sack boy. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm from Sacramento and. Things are uh, um, a little slower and more relaxed. They up there. call them sack boys. That's a very no, bad term. Okay. They call yeah huge <laughs> fat veiny sack boys. That's sack us. boys. Yeah. yeah. No, I I don't. You know, New York has its shit. L A has its shit. When you say L A and New York, I think about all the negatives. I can't even think of many positives. There's really good food in L A. New York, it's very cold and, and there's so much food? traffic here. You I like the Italian food. food. I like the f I, I like I like food everywhere. Yeah. I like food in general. I'm saying. Traffic in LA sucks. New York sucks. I like <laughs> Northern California. I miss home. I want to go home oh, right Mikey. now. Mikey. I miss my mom. Oh my gosh, Mikey Bolts. And I needed to get that out. That's Thank a, you for giving me a platform to do that. You're welcome. You're welcome, Mikey. Why you are, Mikey? Do you your mom your your family's? What was great. that, Mike? Why you are? You're welcome. Oh, Same you're, show. Yeah, why you are. Uh, your, your your family's Greek, right? Yes. Like from the homeland? Is mm -hmm. your parent, first generation, second? Second. Does your mom cook Greek food? Is mm -hmm. she good at that? My yeah. family's very involved in the mm -hmm. in the Greek world. Do you call yeah. her Yaya? I call my grandmother yeah, Yaya. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mikey and I, we have desserts in common. We both like baklava. Yes, we do. That's right. You have Greek people in LA. How about that? We have plenty of Greeks in New York. I've never seen a Greek What about Jimmy the Greek? Is he from New York or LA? Never seen... Who's Jimmy... Never heard of him. He's have you a, heard of Jimmy the Greek? Mm -mm. He's a very famous broadcaster. Broadcaster? Yeah. Not known for his Greek desserts. <laughs> <laughs> he makes the best panacopita. Oh. <laughs> Stuffed grape leaves. Uh, we call no, those are domades. Do, yeah, oh. it's doma. Yeah. <laughs> See? You don't those have enough the, Greeks in New York. Those are the spinach... Mm. Is that what that is? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. My I don't even know what I was talking about when I was talking about LA and New York. This guy... It just makes me nervous. Yeah, he makes me nervous. My, he makes a lot I'm of people nervous. I'm trying to talk, and yeah. he just starts turning red and laughing. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> Not in that order. That's Mr. Malice for you. Hey, you know what doesn't make you nervous? My new book, Fuck Whales! Yeah! yeah! So, Michael Malice right now, for those of you watching on YouTube, yeah. is holding a galley of my new book, 
I just got these about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Now, galleys, for those of you who don't know, is an uncorrected proof of the book. It's the first time that anyone will have held a bound copy of the book. And they're super rare. I'm giving Michael Malice one of them. Yeah, I am excited to read this on the plane away from this hell town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where you'll go back to the land of no good fruit cups. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make my own, God damn it! I'm yeah. going to go to one of the three Chinatowns. Yeah, and get fruit from Florida. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Michael, you've been flipping through that book. Uh, I think it's awesome, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you so much, and, and that's a very sincere comment, and that means a lot coming from Michael Malice. Michael is a very accomplished author. Uh, it means a lot coming from him. I'm going to, I can't wait for this book to come out. I finally got the jacket for the book. And you folded it wrong, because you are a mongoloid. You know what? It was half folded when I got it. But so. you still fold it. You folded it so that the spine is at an angle to itself. Whatever, it's pretty cool. Yeah, okay, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's non-Euclidean geometry, like Cthulhu. Yeah, it has a fat bottom. It's a fat bottom book. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, guys, it's coming out. I have the link on the website if you pre-order it. I think what I'm going to do when the book comes out, I know I'm, I'm, I love blowing sunshine up my own ass. I love myself. It's my favorite thing. I me. I think your favorite thing is wasting people's time, you oh, said. Oh, that too. I, I do love wasting people's time. That's my favorite. But <laughs> My other favorite. <laughs> yeah, my other favorite. I love myself. And this book, I think, is so quotable. If you guys send me quotes when this book comes out, I'm going to tweet the best ones. Oh, yeah, that's and, smart. And the ones that get the most tweets, likes, retweets, etc., I'm going to send you guys signed copies of this book. I may be also be doing a giveaway on this show. Some regular if listeners. If you kill someone during a phone call, you get the book. If you die, you get the t-shirt. If you get, if you die, you get the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And the book, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, guys, check it out. The link's on the website, madcastmedia.com. Also, if you want to leave us voicemail, the number is on the website, madcastmedia.com. Click on the best debate in the universe, and it's the number on the bottom of every debate show. But we should move on to some quick news headlines from around the web. Oh, boy, listen to this one. Five people were arrested in an alleged South Africa cannibalism ring after man tells police he's tired of eating human flesh. Wow. This is so creepy, this story. More than a week ago, a South African man walked into a police station with a morbid confession. He was tired of eating human flesh, he told police. The officers questioned the man's bizarre claim and noticed he gave off a rancid smell, local media reported. Oh, I wasn't sure if this was a story about a guy from South Africa who was a cannibal or a bum on a New York subway, but he says the man... <laughs> well, that's, that's a sick burn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Says the man revealed the source of the stench, showing the officers a bloodied human hand and leg. A police wait, wait, I like how he had to bring both. Because if you just bring a hand to the police officer, they're not going to believe you're a cannibal. I mean, you need to have two limbs. This guy's <laughs> my probably, law. He's probably not all there. This guy's carrying by, around by, No limbs. pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> You're booing your own yeah. ignorance. Anyway, uh, he says the, it says here, the man who said he was a traditional healer led officers to a small beige home in the farming town of Estcord in the KwaZulu-Natal province of South Africa. Inside the house, police found a collection of other body parts. Colonel Thambeka Mahibi, a spokeswoman for the South African Police Service, told The Post. The discovery touched off a criminal case that has attracted global attention and led police to discover what they suspect is a cannibalism ring. This is crazy. Wow. A total of five men ages 30 to 32 have been arrested a for I possessing like human bodies. Ages 30 to 32. So they must have all gone to school together. That's really, really kind of close. Because yeah. five people, you would think of be a distribution. No, 30 to 32. The full span. Yeah. Ran the gamut window. from 30 to 32. Yeah. 
Anyway, two of them also claim to be traditional healers. I keep seeing that word, traditional healer. That, that means witch something. doctor. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's a euphemism for witch doctor. This is my favorite part of this article. It says, the accused man appeared in court for bail hearing Monday as hundreds of locals protested outside shouting, chanting, and holding up signs that read, no to cannibalism. One protester held up a sign that translated to, we're not KFC, Nando's, or chicken licking. We're humans. We're not eatable. <laughs> <laughs> if only the chickens figured that out, then they'd be saved. I don't know. I'd still eat them. <laughs> as long as it's not McNuggets. Yeah, I wouldn't eat a McNugget. Uh, here's another story. This is this is from BBC. An exploding cream dispenser kills a French fitness blogger. This was oh. sent. Yeah, this was sent to me by longtime listener, big fan of the show, Bryn. Thank you, Bryn. A well-known lifestyle blogger in France has been killed by an exploding whipped cream dispenser. Her name is Rebecca Berger, and her death was announced. Her name on was Facebook. Berger, and she's a fitness blogger. Berger, yeah. All right. Uh, it says it was a domestic accident. It says here a warning against the faulty dispensers was posted to her Instagram account, saying it had exploded and struck Rebecca's chest, causing her death. That's crazy. I didn't know that was a, a thing that could happen—a whipped cream dispenser. And they're going to be playing Devo at her funeral. I don't get the reference. Whip it. Oh, gosh, so bad. You're booing a funeral. This, no, is, how, boo- this is the level you, you suck down to. Your shitty You're joke. booing a funeral of a young fitness lady. Says here, the popular fitness and travel figure was well known in France with some 55,000 Facebook fans and 154,000 followers on Instagram. Very tragic. Uh, and here's one last story. The story comes from Atlantic City. A man was served caustic beer at an Atlantic City restaurant and gets $750,000. Caustic? It just gave him, caustic. like, it was just saying insults all the time. No, it's actually toxic here. It says, oh. Yeah, it says a New Jersey man whose esophagus and stomach were severely burned oh after my drinking God. a beer. Tainted by caustic chemicals at an Atlantic City casino restaurant has been awarded $750,000. His name is Paul D'Amato. A lawyer for Richard Washer told the Associated Press the jury awarded the plaintiff $650,000 Friday for pain and suffering and $100,000 for emotional distress. The Seaville man sued the McCormick and Schmick's restaurant, which was located at the Harris Casino. Isn't that Trump? Isn't that Trump? You know what Donald? Trump casinos are called? What's that? Trump. No, but he had the uh, Taj Mahal. Yeah, but I don't think it has Harris. Okay, it's, but you know, it's called, it's called, wrong. It's called the Trump Taj Mahal, isn't it? No, it's just Taj Mahal. No, Casino. I think it's Trump Taj Mahal. Well, it's bankrupt, so we don't. Trump, which is it? Is it Trump Taj Mahal or is it just. <laughs> You're both wrong. <laughs> How could we both be wrong? It's either Taj Mahal or Trump Taj Mahal. I choose Montana. <laughs> What do you mean you choose Montana? What does that even mean, Donald? Great views. Okay. Fake news and great views, baby. Oh, man. So Wait a second, Donald. <laughs> Did you think when I said Taj Mahal, it was in India, the your own casino? Of course it's in India, Maddox. Where else would it be? All right. I love India. I love Indian people. I love all the people. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Indian casinos? It's great. It is. It's good. It's good stuff. Oh, man. All right. Thank you, Donald. You're welcome. Back to your Skittles. Anyway, Michael, thank you again for coming on the show. You were in town, actually, to do the Ruben Report. Isn't that right? Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That show will be out in, what, a couple weeks, probably? I think so. That's what he said, yeah. Great. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we close up the show? Yeah. Fuck Wales is awesome, and Fuck. everyone should order it. Wow. What? A- thank you, buddy. Very nice. Very nice. Thanks again for coming on the show. Michael Malice. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Good to have you back. Thank you to my swag master in chief, Mikey Boltz. Thanks, Maddox. Thank you to Rucka Rucka for calling in. <laughs> but most of all, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, Maddox and crew. 
trying here. I got a fucking bone addicted you, Maddox. You're out here tipping your fucking book coming out on October 17th to Amazon.com. I've been hearing about this book fucking ever. And then you kind of talk about you're putting the book on tape for the very first time and talk about what a grueling process it is for you to go into a fucking studio recording eight hours a day. Well, fuck you, Maddox. Everyone else goes and works eight fucking hours a day. And we don't fucking come up. Oh, that's such a grueling fucking day. I had to read a book and do a microphone. My life is so fucking hard. Whoa, my back hurts from reading the fucking book. Oh, shit. Oh, I didn't pick up anything heavy. I didn't do any hard work. I read the whole fucking book that I fucking wrote. And that's fucking grueling. God damn it, Maddox. Get your head out of your ass and fucking do some actual labor by chucking some big, pimply, poopy balls. Great show, guys. Keep it up. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not good. Douchebag of the week. Another one. <laughs> hey, shithead. You listen to the callers on the show. You guys fucking suck at talking. You're not orators. You don't know how to talk. You guys can't even say an entire 30-second phone call without fucking up and yeah. calling in to repeat yourself. And then make sure you go back on this show and watch how many edits there are. <laughs> you know what? There's just a few, a handful, for for courtesy, because I care about... And that's what that's the work that goes into it, fuckface. You think you can just read a book and do it all in one take, shithead? No. It takes lots of editing, takes pickups, you have to change your affect... Try it. Try it for one fucking hour, shithead. Let's see how let's see how quickly you can go without your voice going hoarse. Yeah. All right, here's another caller. I like how Rucker thinks breast milk is cannibalism. I wonder what he's like when a girl swallows. He's like, oh, you dirty cannibal, you. That's oh. That's really funny. Yeah. That's really yeah, funny. Yeah, Rucka was making the case that drinking breast milk is cannibalism. We should do away with it. So he was calling in, a weird Matthew called in and said, hey, well, what about a girl who gives you a blowjob and swallows? Is she a cannibal too? Yeah, good question. She's an American hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed with that. Uh, then last week, we also talked about the story about a gymnast who went on a Tinder date with a guy, dropped a turd in his bowl, and it was such a big growler that she couldn't flush it. So she reached in, grabbed it, threw it out the window, and it fell between two window panes. And then she went in to get it and got stuck. <laughs> Oh, this, come on. Are it's you a serious? real story. There's a picture on the BBC. Uh, but here's a here's a call about that. Listen. To this. How much cannibalism do you think that uh, gymnast performed by that dude with the window, the shitty window? I'm gonna guess a lot. If he went on a second date, you know what? I would keep dating her regardless because she's a gymnast. She's got a little body fat percentage. I mean, she probably doesn't get periods anymore. <laughs> Boom. No rubber. No problem. <laughs> Weird Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> I, to call I like how Matthew. the creepiest part of that was him, not the fact that there's a turd in between two window panes. <laughs> well, he'd be very gracious in letting her commit cannibalism to his wiener. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cannibalism if you don't swallow. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, yeah, is it cannibal? It's not. If you kill someone and chop them up and cook them and put them in the freezer, you're not a cannibal. You have to eat it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then you're just a cook. Yeah. You can be you can be a vegetarian by cooking non-vegetarian meals. You're Correct. Still many there's many yeah. vegetarian chefs. Plenty. And they're yeah. No, you're a murderer. <laughs> Mikey. Donald. I'm not a chef. 
I, I really am very <laughs> pleased that the big takeaway is that his big trigger is almonds. You <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> say that quietly. It's like, not like he becomes you a stop hulk. right there, Mike. <laughs> it's like it's like That's Bruce it. Banner's eyes change yeah. color, and he's this like, "This guy oh. is nuts." Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is Michael Mal saying? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see when I'm angry. Uh. Hey there! Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>